This episode is brought to you by ASIC Ninja. Awesome. Well, welcome everybody. Today we're here with David Branscombe. How you doing, David? What's up, Scotland? How are we? Wonderful. Good. Well, I'm I'm just really excited about this first ever episode of the Crypto and Mental Health podcast here. And uh, we're excited to have you on. So, uh, David, where, where are you calling in from today? I am. Uh, I like to tell people I'm from Austin because I was originally, but all of my friends and people I work with will remind you I'm not in Austin. I'm now in the suburbs in Round Rock. So I'm about a five minute drive from like uh, the Dell headquarters up just north of Austin. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. yeah so that kind of made it convenient for that uh, the conference that we put on over there. Convenient-ish, uh, just because, you know, even though it's only about a 20-minute drive, you know, if you're hanging out with all these people that are in town that you don't get to see very often, you know, a 20-minute drive at 2 a.m. is feels like 40 minutes. So this last time, I just went ahead and, you know, got a room and just stayed there. But, yeah, not having to travel made it uh, made it very convenient. So I hear you're going to you're going to put the kibosh on that plan, though thinking about moving it back to another to another location yeah maybe a a location a little bit more convenient to me there you um, go and and my family so it'll it'll be a little two minute drive for me instead i won't i won't hold it against you yeah awesome yeah so david why don't you just uh tell us a little bit about yourself you know your background um in in crypto and bitcoin and mining and um and then we'll go from there sure um so I guess I started getting into like GPU mining really about um, honestly, I think probably like a lot of people uh, during the pandemic, like so 2020, um, late 2020, 2021 kind of time frame. And I um, uh, but it was just, you know, GPU, Ethereum, stuff like that. Um, but I very quickly found myself kind of automatically. So I was mining through like nice hash and getting paid in Bitcoin and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, very quickly. I just didn't like the volatility. You didn't know what, I don't know, the more I looked at Ethereum, just the uglier it kind of got. So the more I learned about it. So, um, but, uh, I, I guess about, I really, um, during the pandemic was just doing kind of some odd work and stuff like that. Um, I've always kind of had my own business and I didn't at the time, um, a bit of a serial entrepreneur, whether it's my business or just helping a startup get going or whatever the case may be. So, uh, I wasn't doing anything and I decided I was going to, uh, build a grow bed in my, uh, backyard, uh, a raised, like a flooded drain grow bed with my koi pond. I've got a little koi pond in the back. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, researching plumbing, uh, bell siphons, you know, figuring out how all this kind of fun stuff worked. And um, uh, my neighbor across the street came over because I was piddling around in my garage. He's like, what are you doing? So I told him, he said, well, so you bought a kid or whatever? I was like, no, I'm, you know, cutting the PVC. I'm doing it myself. It's pretty simple and, you know, basic. And and so he came around back. You're, so- you're, you're a pretty physical kind of guy. Like I, I me personally, mechanically, I, I'm pretty inept. <laughs> I, I do, 
as far as like, you know, my home and stuff like that, I do a lot of the stuff myself. Um, I'm not an electrician by any means, but I've done quite a bit of, you know, outlet replacement, rewiring, adding stuff. Um, I've done a lot of crown molding painting. So I actually got my degree in art. Uh, I learned how to, yeah, like sculpture was my emphasis. I learned how to cast bronze and weld and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I love a project that lets me build something. So, so to speak. Well, the, uh, my neighbor turned out was the CEO at the time for Midas Immersion. Literally still lives right across the street from me. And I, um, so I came to work for them doing business development, uh, VP of business development for them for not too long, really about nine months or so. Um, and then went out on my own. I realized immersion's really cool. It's still what drug kind of brought me into this space. They had just closed a big deal um, and they were rolling that out. So I learned kind of the pros and cons of, you know, an immersion setup and especially at scale. And then um, I managed to add about another, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 megawatts to their business um, and then went out on my own because I uh, realized a lot of people in the space that was Bitcoin was at the height. So there was a lot of people coming into the space that wanted to get into this, but didn't know any didn't have a clue, you know, how to do yeah. anything. Yeah. And so they had money and they had time and they had resources, but they didn't know how to do this. And I'm not by no means am I a, you know, a mining operational expert all the way across the board. Right. But I, I know how to find the people that are. I know how to find. Yeah. I mean, that's that's hard to find, uh, you know, somebody that knows it all. You know, it, yeah. in, in this industry, I find that we really need to rely on other people because, you know, people in this industry have only been doing this for about 10 years uh, maximum. Right. And most people in this industry only have a few years of experience. So yeah, it, it, it takes all types. Yeah. In fact, I think I was thinking about that earlier, um, you know, specifically for, for this, I was just thinking if there's one thing we can do, we need to keep in mind as an industry as a whole, right. Is that everybody's new even the ones that have been in it for 10 years, this industry is moving so quickly and growing so quickly. We just need to bear that in mind. Right. So there's people that have, um, you know, may make some bad decisions or make some mistakes or whatever, you know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, right. Try to be logical about it um, because you never know. I mean, I'm talking to people. I'm just now working on projects with people that I met like almost two years ago. Right. Like we did nothing together. They're like, oh, that's really cool what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, it's uh, what are you doing? You know, you learn what people are doing. And then to me, it's kind of funny. It's like a deck of cards. Right. Like you, you have, oh, I know this guy who does this, this guy who does this. Right. And it's like, OK, it's time to play this card. It's time to play this card kind of thing. So um, it used to be called a Rolodex, Scott. That's what it used to be called. Uh, that lets you know how old I am, too. I feel ancient, even though I've only been in this industry, you know, maybe a year and a half, two years. But. Yeah. So, yeah, just be, you know, be kind and forgiving to those to those folks, you know, that we're all trying to kind of figure out our way in this new industry. So. Definitely. Yeah. Well, hey, so, I, you know, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, um, you know, some personal, some maybe whimsical and some industry related. Whimsical. But uh, yeah, whimsical. Good word. Yeah. Um, well, Maybe we'll just start with one of those whimsical questions. Um, so, hey, if somebody gave you fifteen, uh, if somebody gave you five hundred Bitcoin tomorrow, 
mm-hmm. what would you spend it on? Uh, hash rate. <laughs> uh, actually, I probably good answer, want. Good answer. Yeah, I'd probably. The right answer is probably just Hodel. Uh, just you know, but um, and I probably and I probably would uh, honestly. I think um, I feel like uh, you know, if money's the root of all evil, you know, debt is the devil. So if you've got any debt, uh, debt and interest are the devil. Yeah. So if you've got any debt, well, I you heard know, it was the the love of money that's the root of all evil. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Not, not money so, itself, right? Yeah. So so I think that um, I feel like. Well, wonder if Jesus knew about CBDCs. I don't know. Um, but and the, and the bitcoins. And, and yeah, and so. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, if you've got that, I don't, I mean, yes, you want to, this is a really good, anytime's a good time, honestly, to get into Bitcoin, in my opinion, right? Whether it's your job or you're just, you're, you just want to stack. But if you have any kind of debt, get it off the books. I don't, I don't care. Um, you know, uh, Warren Buffett. Yeah, that's that's say, the kind of thing that will, will weigh on you for sure. Oh, yeah. Warren Buffett says the three things that will kill a man is ladies, liquor, and leverage. So that leverage is, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Buffett. I, I mean, he's done so, obviously he's a smart guy, but that, uh, it's, it's not, he's not wrong. You know what I mean? That leverage is brutal. So you got to clean that off. So if is there's ladies, ladies, liquor, and leverage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I said that at a Bitcoin meetup and somebody said, I'm going to, I'm going to tattoo that on my arm. It's like, okay, I wouldn't go that far, but it's um, get, get that off. So if, if whatever kind of debt I have, I've still like, um, I mean, I'm in good shape with my house, but I'd pay off my house, just be done with it. And, you know, uh, only once you clear the, that, that line item, that debt, can you really truly start to kind of build? Yeah. So, Yeah. Well, interesting, you know, interesting parallel here. Um, I actually have a friend who got 500 Bitcoin stolen from them. Oh. Yeah, it was an AT&T uh, SIM swap. Are you tech. serious? Yeah, wow. we're, we're, I'm helping him write a book about it. But you can, you can imagine, you know, all he wanted to do with this Bitcoin was he, he wanted to lend it out to people. He wanted to help people uh, start up little micro businesses, you know, give out micro loans and he wanted to pass it down, you know, generationally to every single one of his kids and grandkids and grandkids, grandkids. And, you know, he really didn't need it, but um, I I just imagine, I I think he probably spent about a year, you know, questioning life and questioning everything, you know, questioning who, who his friends are, you know, how this happened you know, what what is he going to do now with his life? Um, so yeah, I, I can only imagine. You know, it, yeah, if you won five hundred bitcoin, that's one thing. But if you lost, lost five hundred bitcoin that you earned rightfully, you know, over the last yeah. however many years of mining or buying, yeah, that, that could do a toll on you. That's um, people are we're affected greater by the by the losses than we are by the wins which is really odd. Um, but uh, like if you're, uh, I've done a lot of different, you know, management courses and sales training courses over, you know, the last really 20 years since I've been working and people will move faster to avoid a loss 
than they will to gain or invest in something that could, you know, gain, right? Um, so it's like when you ask people if they say their finances are in trouble, you know, and they start to look and they, they really decide, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to do something. First thing they start doing is looking at things where they can cut, right? They can stop the loss of, of cash flow and that sort of thing. Um, so psychologically, having something that's taken away from you in any way, shape or form, whether it be money or job or loved one, yep. whatever, yep. Um, that always in a weird way that always hits us so much harder than when, you know, the new things we expect our life to go along and have all the new and good things happen for some reason, even if, even if experience tells us otherwise. So, so when those things come and hit us, um, yeah, it's really, really bad. Um, I went into the pandemic, not having like income for the first time in pretty much my entire life. Yeah. You know I mean, since, since probably age like 16. Well, you and, said you're a, you're a serial, serial entrepreneur, right? So that, that means yeah, uh, I, high, highly yeah. unstable. I've tried to quit multiple times. There's yeah. been some, it's hard, man. You it know, is, like, it is. Um, get that itch. Who, is it? who do I follow? I'm probably going to butcher his name. Max, his name uh galliardi gagliardi he's probably he's gonna hear this or see it and get angry at me but um he said he just he tweeted out this morning he said uh, he spoke to a entrepreneur he has a lot of respect for him. he says being an entrepreneur is not something you aspire to be it's almost like an illness you're just drawn to it so for better or worse you just can't stop doing it even if you wanted to um i've definitely been the happiest when i'm working for myself and it doesn't matter if it's a good month or a bad month or a good year or a bad year in most cases but um in 2019 like march i had a business that was moving pretty well and then all of a sudden but it was kind of on a niche a really niche market and all of a sudden within like 60 days i lost all of my contracts it was gone um and i'd been working on that business for like six seven years um, so that was brutal and it leads to doing even more stupid things, right? Like you're not honest with yourself or your family about your finances and, you know, you don't talk about the situation. So basically for nine, 10 months, right. I just didn't tell my wife, uh, didn't tell the kids anything. And then you look up and all of a sudden like all your savings are gone, you know, you've got nothing left, all that kind of stuff. Um, to me, that's kind of a mental health issue. Right? If you, if you can't be honest about that, or you can't, you know, there's either something wrong with uh, the way you view yourself, or there's something wrong with maybe the relationship with right. the people you're with. Um, in most cases, it's us lying to ourselves. The people are there and they yeah. want to help. You just, you're not honest with them about that kind of thing. Yeah, no, um, that, that, that makes sense. Um, I, I hear you. You know, I, I went through a similar situation recently and um, yeah, no, I, well, I, I'll, I'll get into it another time because we have sure. many more episodes to go, sure. but, um, but yeah, you know, it, when, when you can't, what, how do you say, it? you know, you're either lying to yourself or you're lying to your family or both. Or, yeah. 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 
can't come to grips with really. I, you know, I think as as an entrepreneur myself, I I put a lot of weight on my self worth being tied into the success of my business. Sure. Right? Um. So yeah, it, it is definitely hard to think. Hey, you know, if I'm not doing well in business, or if I if I'm going into debt, um. Yeah, you know that that weighs on you. It it makes you feel less than, yep. and um, maybe makes you even want to work even harder. But sometimes it's, uh, you know, working harder isn't always working smarter, and and you can dig yourself even into a, a deeper hole. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, and it's one of those that those kinds of things can, and in my case, and probably in yours too, it, it can just spiral out of control, right? Um, and then you start to feel like you will never, ever get out of it. And that's when things really kind of go dark. Um, and uh, I mean, you talk, the, the pandemic, I saw what that did to me personally, and I saw what it did to uh, to my, I've got two boys, saw what it did to them. Um, it basically stunted them socially and emotionally and to, to a large degree academically uh, at least for a year because they were at a good school that literally was back online like by the fall right so they were at least doing something it wasn't a lot but they were doing something but a lot most of the kids out there were you know they're behind by two two and a half three years wow yeah some of these schools and you think i i'm not i'm not really worried about the academics um, I'm not even, you know, the social thing, they'll catch up, right? I'm, I'm worried about psychologically, you know, what it did to them and how it, um, the attitude was that something bad happens. So we're supposed to retreat to our home and not do anything. Right. That's my biggest issue with the way we, we handled all of it. Right. And so, so imagine, you know, your situation or, you know, it, it, we're not the only guys out there, right? Everybody's 90% of all divorces cite um, money problems, financial issues as the reason for divorce. So, you know, there's a right. ton of people out there dealing with that. But imagine losing all of your income, losing your job, not being honest with yourself, running through, you know, all your savings and then going into the pandemic with like, you know, nothing. That was just, it was brutal. Um, and there were times when I just didn't think we were going to make it. You know what I mean? Um, I was lucky enough to avoid all of the crypto stuff. So like Mt. Cox and onward. Yep. Scams. Yeah, scams. Um, because I very quickly transferred from all those, you know, Ethereum-based altcoins or whatever to, to Bitcoin very quickly. But... Um, most, you know, these people that don't, I mean, these people that are struggling to pay their bills and then they run up and like you said, they have all that money, right? They think they have that money, but they really didn't. They really, it was never real money. Right. Um, and then it just, and then it just disappeared on them. So they're, they're investing money. They can't afford to lose and then they lose it. Um, this, this industry has got to, got to fix that. And I honestly, I hate to say it, but the more bad things that happen, the smarter this industry will get. Um, True. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how people learn. Unfortunately. 
unfortunately it is. So hey, we have a question here. Oh, there's Cam. Hello, Cam. Hey, Cam. Uh, he says, where was the 500 Bitcoin held when he got swim swapped? So, yeah, we're talking about, about my buddy. So he had it in a, I think it was in a hardware wallet. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it wasn't on an exchange. What he had done is back in 2013 or so, when nobody really understood this stuff, he sent his private keys to himself in his Hotmail account and forgot about it. <laughs> so when he got SIM swapped, um, they did a something like a uh, whatever it is a two-factor authentication you know reset of his hotmail mm -hmm. and got in there and started going through his emails from you know oldest to newest and basically yeah he, they got in all of his exchanges all of his other wallets but yeah he had sent himself his private key and, and forgot to delete it um so that's that's that man yeah hey uh so another question for you um Maybe another, how about a personal one this time? Mm -hmm. David, how, how would your parents describe what you do right now? Uh, they don't know. Um, they, they, no they, clue. They, no, they just know. They're like, so how's your, how's your Bitcoin thing working? Um, and to be fair, I'm kind of in a weird spot anyway, right? Like I'm not. I don't own my own farm and I'm not hosting, you know, I just kind of help build things and connect people and um, stuff like that. So a professional schmoozer, huh? Okay. I don't, Again. I don't, I, I don't really look at it that way. Cause there's a lot of guys in this industry that are really good at that. Right. That are really good at that. Um, uh, Lee Bratcher, Texas blockchain is pretty good at that. You know, Dennis Porter's Satoshi action Fund's pretty good at that. Any, anybody, who's coming into Bitcoin from the uh, oil and gas industry out of Houston is really good at that, right? There's quite a few of those guys. Um, I just kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it, I just kind of, I, I watch what's happening, right? Like it's Telegram, Twitter, Noster all, all day, every day, honestly. Um, and so it's, I'm not studying, you know, but I feel like I'm doing a lot of reading because that's how we communicate now is through that, yeah. that those mediums. And so I'm just kind of watching what happens. And then if someone says, Hey, you know, I want to mine, it's like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm getting some of these XPs, you know, it's like, Oh, well, you know, these Luxor guys have a, they're working on a new, you know, firmware that's supposed to be able to overclock. I have tested it. So it's just knowing what's on the, in the industry and being able to say, you know, hey, this this might help you out, right? Sometimes it's for me to, uh, it's a job and I get paid for it. Sometimes it's just, you know, hey, let's let's get this thing built. I don't care, you know, what happens. I'm just trying to make things happen. Um, and so that's kind of what, that's kind of what I do. Um, just try to stay in the know to watch. Facilitating. Going. Yeah. Yeah, facilitating yeah. is probably a pretty good, probably a pretty good word. Yeah. Well, hey, let's uh, quick go to commercial here, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Scott's Crypto Mining. All right. So 
we've got a couple of events coming up here and uh, I'm just going to share my screen. So this first event is called the Advanced Minor Repair Training. It's level two. So if you already know a little bit about fixing miners, maybe if you've already taken our level one class or if you've taken the, the Bitmain uh, training, you can take your skills to the next level and, and be a part of what we're doing here up in Wisconsin. So April, you can come here for a week and we'll teach you everything you need to know um, about the advanced level of fixing miners. So you can see here how to use an oscilloscope, how to use a hot plate, um, all sorts of awesome things. And then there's two special outings that we have planned in there. Um, so it's a, a very upscale uh, quality learning experience. Um, our second event here is Scott's virtual mining conference. We did one of these a couple of years ago and it was just the most hilarious, fun way to learn ever. Um, you're running around with little avatars in a 3D virtual world. You can even wear your, your Oculus if you want and uh, interact with fellow Bitcoin miners and other people in the Bitcoin mining industry, um, you know, young and old and, and uh, people have been in it for a long time or, or not. So it's, it's going to be um, an expo hall as well. So there'll be sponsors and exhibitors. You can actually walk into their booth. For example, like back here, there's a, a whole line on both sides of uh, exhibitors that have their booths there and have videos and special presentations. You can ask them questions. And then coming up in December, December 28th in the Dominican Republic, we have an event where we can celebrate uh, Bitcoin and freedom with Bitcoin mining experts from around the world in Harabakoa. My twin brother actually lives and works in Harabakoa. So we're going to go visit him and uh, have an awesome time just learning and sharing. Uh, so the agenda for that is uh, at 1 p.m. We're going to do some networking and then there's going to be a presentation. We have a little party, maybe have a little little liquor, uh, not too much leverage. Uh, <laughs> maybe some ladies. I, I'm married, but uh, you know. be careful. Yeah, careful. And then uh, and then a hosted dinner uh, from 5 to 7 p.m. Um, so everything's all included there. And then uh, after that, we're going to have an after party up in the mountains of Harvacoa in Dominican Republic. It's it's beautiful. You can actually see the mountains there in, in the background. Um, What's the date on that, Scott? That's December 28th. Oh, that's New Year's, baby. Yeah. Right after Christmas, before New Year's, come party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back to the show. Um, so my next question for you, David. Mm-hmm. So earlier you're talking about, you know, some downtimes and COVID. Uh, what, so what would you say your biggest failure has been so far? And what, what did you learn from that experience? Uh, I mean, by far it's that, you know, not communicating about, you know, finances and things like that, right? Just, just bottling yeah. it up and not, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can handle it. It's all okay. I got it. Um, yeah. To be fair, most of the time, you know, I do, right? Um, but it's the times that you, it's hard, it's hard to know exactly what it is that's going to set you off, right? Or what that big mistake, they're called mistakes for a reason. You don't see them coming or you choose, uh, you choose to make the wrong decision, right? Um, it's really just kind of, 
um, I think it's probably a lot of it's self-awareness, right? Just being aware of where your shortcomings are, uh, the mistakes you've made in the past and, and not forgetting them and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah. that's probably the worst because everything always spirals uh, from there. Anytime you're not honest with yourself or honest with the people you love around you, bad things happen. Um, and the good news is if you're around the right people, people that love you, they're going to forgive you and they're going to help you. Um, I think also a mistake, a lie we tell ourselves is that, you know, they, they're not going to forgive us or they're not going to help us through this or, or whatever, and that sort of thing. Right. And I, I don't, uh, I don't have time for those kinds of people. And I purposely, Ain't nobody got time for that. No, ain't no, ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, you purposely have to let, you know, you know, people say this, but it's, it's really difficult to do, but you really do need to do your best to try to keep those people out of your life. You know, everyone's in your life for a reason, but you know, not everyone's meant to stay there. So the question is, you know, figuring out, um, but, um, I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day and trying to explain what I do, right? Wasn't my parents, but trying to explain what I do. And uh, they said, well, you know, it sounds like you're trying to surround yourself with, uh, you know, the right people with good people. Um, and I think that's probably the most important thing to do, right? If you can surround yourself with good people. Um, I can't really, you know, the, the quote, the smartest guy in the room, right? And then somebody said, well, I don't ever want to be the smartest guy in the room because that means I've got nowhere to go but down. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can't remember. It might have been even been like Tom Brady or somebody, but they said, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't want to be, I want to be, I never want to be the best guy in the room because I have nothing to aspire to at that point. And that's um, looking back as far back as I, I really can remember from college when you start to kind of High school, you know, you don't really have a lot of choice, right? You're, you're still being raised. You're, you're being told where to go. But in college, I got to where I got to choose who I spent time with, who I hung out with. And I was very lucky, kind of accidentally, to be thrown in with a bunch of these guys that have all been really good guys. And um, even though I don't see them or talk to them as often as I'd like, I can pick up the phone and call any of them you know, for advice or help or whatever. Um, got really lucky with that group. So just trying to kind of continue that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like the slogan you came up with. Well, it wasn't really a slogan, but, you know, when we were talking about this episode and what we mm -hmm. want to talk about, you said um, sound money, sound body, sound mind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so actually, I used that in the in the show description today. Good. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Yep. We were thinking of other ones. We we're trying to come up with a competition for uh, you know what what the slogan should be. So maybe maybe some other people can write some comments in the in the comment area, or you know, let me know a little bit later. But yeah. So uh, so David, you know, we got maybe three minutes. I, I want to wrap this up. We're going to try to keep it under thirty five minutes, but. Um, uh, what, what would you say the biggest challenge right now that you're facing in, in your role? You know, I, I know you don't necessarily have a traditional role at a company, but um, mm -hmm. what, what would you say the biggest challenge is that you're facing and, and how, how are you tackling it today? Um, 
really it's uh i mean honestly at this point it's just being being there and being known right whatever whether it's my what i'm doing whether it's you know a very specified role uh or service or or hardware you know that you're selling or software you're developing whatever it is right it's just about being there right and so what i'm trying to do just like you know when you look for the right kind of people to work with or, or whatever is just you look for the quality events right and just try to be a part of as much as you possibly can um try to know um what everybody at not everybody obviously you're not gonna know everybody but what as many people as possible are working on the new projects um i'm working on a pretty cool project where we're going to take bourbon waste and turn it to methane and use that to power um use that to power Bitcoin mining, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's re probably renewable energy credits there because we're not only creating it, we're also combusting it and using it. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, off grid sites that are not necessarily in the middle of nowhere, but maybe they're like legally kind of stranded gas or something like that. Um, what these guys are doing with flare gas is really, and there's a lot of cool players in that industry. Um, is really interesting. Um, I think that's what I really want to, I'm, I'm doing a couple of heat recaptures over in Europe, a couple projects, um, just because that, uh, you know, um, heat is such a valuable commodity over there. Right. So these are all interesting. It's cold up there. <laughs> power costs a lot up there. Yeah. So Norway and uh, Finland are the two locations for that. And they're, they're really interesting. Um, and so immersion cooling, because it's in a liquid form, uh, makes that it's really efficient at heat recapture. Um, so really just, you know, I want to, I mean, what I'm, my challenge is just keeping to find those projects that I can help assist with um, bringing the right players, bringing the right people together to get those off the ground. Sometimes it's funding for the project. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, Hey, we need this sort of software. Hey, we need somebody we're going to host and, uh, they need to understand that this is a new technology, right? So we can't come in and just promise, Hey, you're going to have, you know, 10, 15, 20 megawatts at 95% uptime, right? This is a challenge. So meeting the right kind of people that understand, that are willing to, to kind of work with a project to get it up and running off the ground. That's right. probably the biggest thing that I'm looking for. And so I'm just, you know, trying to go out to everything. I think I'm going to be moderating a panel um, at Empower in Houston, which nice. is uh, the Digital Wildcatter group. Uh, those guys are awesome. Um, really merging those two. I'm uh, really interested in seeing how Bitcoin is merging, is really bringing energy, not just energy, but cheap, uh, plentiful, not just renewable, but, you know, plentiful uh, energy um, and doing it in a way that is as efficient and cheap as possible to just enable, you know, um, enable prosperity, right, for, for everyone who wants to be involved. So, yeah. Absolutely. I, I'd, I'd love to go to that event. Um, I haven't been to the Digital Wildcatters. I, I haven't either, but I know 
you know, I've met most of the people that are involved in different ways um, and that sort of thing. So, and I've been following them for a long time. So uh, I'm really excited to, to, to get to be a part of that. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, to wrap it up, mm-hmm. what's one question that uh, you, you wish I'd asked you and how would you have answered it? Um, you got 30 really, seconds. Come on. Really should have asked me uh, uh, cast iron or stainless steel. Really? I'm kind of disappointed. You're going to tell, tell me the answer or what? It moves so fast. You know, technology moves us so fast that nobody even cares about it anymore. It's one of life's great mysteries. What about so, Teflon? Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of both. It just depends on the application. Yeah. I'm going to be a middle of the road guy right now. Okay. So, all right. That's fine. No, it's, I don't. I, uh, you ask all the right questions. You ask all the good ones. So. Good. Um, so, yeah, one final question for you then. Mm-hmm. What's what's a resource that you'd recommend uh, to my audience, and and why would you recommend that resource? Man, um, honestly, that's a hard one. I'd probably just say, you know, if they're not incredibly active or at least on the boards reading, you know, Telegram is super important right now. Um, I think that that's going to move over to a lot of that's going to move over to uh, Noster as well. Right. So um, I'm still trying to get that configured, but if you want to find me on there, I'm no strings attached. Yeah. I'm trying to figure that out myself too. It's It's Noster Ings attached. Um, Uh, And and I've got my, I've got my inpub on uh, Twitter at David Branscombe, but um, those, I think those two, I, there's some really cool stuff happening on Nostra. So you should, if you're not playing with that, take the time to learn it, figure it out. Um, uh, really, that's that's pretty much it, man. I mean, awesome. uh, lots of lots of plebs, you know, talking about what they're doing in their basements and, and on their farms and really cool stuff that's really kind of driving everything. So, yeah. Well, David, it was great having you. Nice to chit chat about crypto and mental health. Um, we'll see you very soon. Yes, sir. Hope so. All right. This episode is brought to you by ASIC Ninja. 